Welcome to the Legends of Master Show, everyone. I'm your host, Tom Wheeler, and I'm very excited to introduce our guest today. He is a very talented director, writer, and filmmaker. Welcome to the show, Bao Tran. Hello, sir. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, my Good pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for taking time to uh, be on the show. Uh, a big fan of your work. I mean, came upon, uh, just, I'd like to dive right into it, and then we can go into a little backstory, of course, but uh, the the film, The Paper Tigers, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Uh, so well written. It's got just a perfect blend of uh, action, drama, comedy. Uh, what even kind of brought this idea up to you initially? Uh, thank you. Yeah, we're glad you dug it. It's been crazy so far. We've been uh, getting very good response. So uh, it's wonderful to kind of hear from each and every one. Yeah. Uh, and everybody feels that's great. Um, yeah. So what got me into it, I was basically making films at an early age. Uh, if you see kind of the early portion of the film, it's kind of a tribute to that, you know, grabbing yeah. your dad's camcorder and making movies in the backyard. And that's basically how I learned, you know, really inspired by, you know, Robert Rodriguez, uh, Rebel Without a Crew. And yeah. kind of like, you know, just doing it yourself and being a little wild and, you know, filming some uh, controversial and maybe uh, uh, deletable antics, you know. Uh, yeah. But that was all part of, you know, growing up. And uh, yeah, and then I kind of got into films, uh, got bigger and, and, and more ambitious and, you know, got into it as a profession. Uh, but, you know, uh, with, with the entertainment, kind of there's all these, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, little pitfalls and kind of like uh, the things yeah. that uh, you didn't really sign up for. So I was getting a little cynical. So I, I just kind of had that feeling of like, man, what was it like to kind of make movies when you actually wanted to? And it was actually for the joy of things. Uh, so it just oh. got me thinking in terms of these characters for martial arts. And, and, you know, it's about these characters trying to find their roots, try to point those feelings uh, and what that all means in, in this in this story. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And I love, I love hearing that side of it. Cause yeah, you could get stuck all, along the way in various uh, uh, ways. Um, but yeah, I love that whole, the backyard kind of like one of your biggest inspirations was Jackie Chan, of course. Um, huge, huge. And, and then at some point uh, with, with uh, sort of being like mentored, if you will, by, by Corey Yuen, uh, how did that even come about? And what was, what was that like? Cause the guy's just a legend in his own right. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a family friend. So fortunately, you know, I was able to cross wow. paths. I, my family, you know, I, my own family didn't have any entertainment uh, background. So I was kind of like learning by my own. And, and like I said, with Robert Rodriguez and just trial by error. Uh, but fortunately, we crossed paths and Corey was a huge influence. Uh, at that time, he was starting to spend a little more time in the States. Uh, and, 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 you know, I was okay. able to kind of like stand at the foot of the master and kind of like give him my stupid little backyard videos and you know he'd give me feedback and you know tell me what to do and change what this change and, like huge lesson wow. learned and he just put me on the path of just appreciating action but also action storytelling and understand like what story means and how important that is to, to all your acting design wow that, that's amazing and and there's just so much i mean for sure uh the, the paper tigers has a ton of amazing action in there but even there it, it, it like it's the whole like telling story with action versus just spectacle if you will I mean, you definitely want good action in, in, a, in an action movie, but th this is more more deeper than that. So can you kind of go into uh, telling story with action? Yeah, with a, I mean, just like one of the life lessons he kind of gave me was like, you can't have good action without good story. So that just set me on the whole kind of rabbit hole, of just like understanding movies in general, not just action movies and, and, and stuff like that, but just exploring uh, storytelling visually and, you know, setting mind a path all these um you know all the hong kong legends their inspiration for like charlie chaplin gene uh, you know buster keaton gene kelly fred astaire yeah. and that just put me on a whole path of just understanding storytelling as a visual medium you know what happens in this box and how that uh, conveys you know all the things that you know you you can try to convey in a story um so yeah i mean that was hugely important because it kind of gives me 
the key in terms of just figuring out what the acting design is. You know, we could sit around and come up with cool stuff, but you know, if it doesn't serve the story, then what's the point? You know, right. same thing with cinematography or production design, everything, acting. If it doesn't serve the story, then what's the point? Um, so that just kind of put it all like together for me and understanding, you know, what it, what it all means. So, you know, for this movie, wow. you know, I worked with my action director, Ken Kidigua. We've worked together on yeah. a lot of films throughout the years. And we just kind of like work on that MO of just understanding what the story is. Like, is it like for this movie, it's meant to be like what we what we called it, uh, Shaw Brothers and Street Fight. You know, it's meant to be oh. having a little Shaw Brothers shapes, Kung Fu flavor, but, you know, sloppy and out of step and out of beats late. You know, they're just always a step behind and they get hit in the yeah. face and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so they're not meant to be, you know, Tony, Tony Jaw, which is, you know, great action design yeah. in itself, but that's not what we were trying to go for. You know, we're going for a certain type of style and flavor. That's, that's amazing. That's another thing that was uh, very refreshing about it. Cause you know, you, you do know you get, if you get a martial arts based movie uh, you know, they're, they're almost like superheroes. Uh, <laughs> and, and these guys, I mean, you see them coming up through the ranks, so to speak, you know, becoming brothers, uh, the superhero time, but, uh, they get more to, uh, you know, out of training, the schlubby, uh, as I think you've worded in pads, the schlubby version of it. Um, you know, and these guys, you know, every guy in the movie has a great moments, uh, phenomenal moments. What made you want to kind of go that route as far as, you know, kind of they're, they're out of their prime, so to speak? I think, again, it was just kind of sticking to the story. What is the story about? You know, it's about these guys finding their roots, but they have to kind of go through all this uh, crap to kind of get yeah. to it. So you got to, you know, make it really hard for your heroes. You know, that's kind of a, uh, what what we like to see because then we root for that underdog and that principle uh so we wanted to make sure it didn't feel like a video game like you get hit in one fight right. you know yeah. and bruise carries over you know you don't reset you don't recharge your battery cells and, and suddenly it's a, it's a new level and reset you know um you know i really love that scene in in chinatown you know where jake is, gets his uh you know nose cut off uh you know sliced oh, yeah. and he wears the bandage for the rest of the movie and i found that really it just puts you in that space and it doesn't feel you're all you're always with the character and journey and it doesn't feel like it's a reset or anything so we want to kind of have that uh you're going uh the audience is, is with the heroes on that wow that's amazing and and all the you know, all the guys uh elaine uh ron yuen uh who's actually the younger brother of, of roger and, and sifu in, in this uh, yeah i thought that yeah. was a, actually a little pull uh and Kel, all these guys you know they all seem like I think they became like best friends. It seemed like throughout, and I think it comes off so well across screen. I mean, what was that sort of energy like on set with those guys? Yeah, I mean, it's a crapshoot. You know, when you cast actors, you know, they are <laughs> yeah. kind of coming in cold. Especially for any movie, you know, we didn't have a lot of time for them to really get to know each other. We just threw them in the deep end, and we threw them into rehearsals and just started, you know, practicing fighting oh, wow. and scene rehearsal immediately. Uh, those are like six weeks in advance. So credit and kudos to them because they. Uh, thankfully liked each other and they actually yeah. wanted to work with each other offset you know usually you know actors yeah. go to the trailer and you know you know the take is over and they just go to their trailer and be on their own but these guys actually want to hang out work together in their off time they worked on wow. scenes and you know it was just it was really just grinding and i think uh you can't help but have that chemistry show up on screen because it's it's, it's like actually there in real life for sure for sure that's amazing and you, I, I, there's uh, almost like a, a movie behind a movie for this uh because this actually created like the treatment of this back in like 2011 and uh in a concise way uh can you tell us a bit of that journey because it sounds like uh, both just from raising money to having to go towards kickstarter to them trying to wanting to to change the characters around can you go just a brief summary of that because it's very interesting and crazy yeah i mean i yeah like you said i wrote this i kind of really start uh, idea the paper about 10 years ago uh it took me a while to write it uh and once we wrote it we thought we 
you know, we could go out and get this movie made, you know, kind of get a studio to, to, to green light this. And we thought it'd be, you know, we thought we had, you know, something really special and hopefully other people saw that. Uh, it was half true. Uh, so when we went out and started shopping, you know, in LA and Hollywood, you know, uh, a lot of companies were really interested in the idea, but they didn't like the, the lead characters, which are characters of color. As you see, you, you just yeah. them up uh, on screen there. You can clearly yeah. see they're all, they're all characters of color that uh, was very important and integral to the story. Uh, but they wanted to change it to white guys. And uh, mind you, this wow. was before Crazy Rich Asians or Black Panther. Uh, and, you know, yeah. the conversations were like, well, you need to have a movie star, which is, you know, code word for white. And we need some, you know, someone on the poster that you can sell and a name and all those things. It's a very kind of old fashioned Hollywood yeah. thinking. But that was kind of the M.O. Uh, when, you know, they evaluate a new project. So we had a lot of offers and, and uh, with the caveat that we would change the race. And we just did not wow. fight and we didn't care for it. And we just called, walked away, which meant, you know, there wasn't much help or love uh, out of L.A. or Hollywood. So we went back to yeah. Seattle, our hometown and basically kind of rounded up a Kickstarter and uh, went uh, to all private investors to kind of raise the money. Uh, and we wow. raised the money. We shot a portion of the film, which is kind of you see in the portion of the earlier with Roger, uh, Sifu, okay. and all the younger actors. We shot that portion first. We went out, raised more money. Uh, we went to like a couple of film incubators out in Cannes and did some pitch pitch fests and stuff like that. And then we were able to get the rest of the money. And, uh, you know, and then we were able to kind of round up and put Put together and shoot the rest of the movie so you know nothing, nothing was linear it was just all, right. all janky but that's indie filmmaking you know it was all pieces yeah. like that we had to do and put together and that's the thing i love about that because you know there was like a uh you know uh, a whitewashing aspect to it which is still crazy and that's still prevalent uh there's also even another side of the story where uh, more like asian investors and things like that were um almost saying like you guys are setting us back because they they think Asian equals Kung Fu and triads and stuff like that. But you're like, man, this is, these are things that inspire me to be a filmmaker. I just want to incorporate this, you know, that's already been done other ways. Um, you know, you know, it's amazing uh, what you went through to make this. And I think that's a major takeaway, not just for other filmmakers, but anybody in any vocation at all. Right. I mean, just keep kind of pushing through this more than one door. Or what kind of tips do you have people when you keep getting these weird things diverting them off what they think their uh, vision is for sure yeah i mean like you said we got pushed back from both sides and it's kind of like a metaphor for our lives you know as asian american you kind of are never really american enough for white america or you're never really asian enough for your relatives or your elders or you know your family wow. back on asia it's always like it's always kind of that tug and pull and i think that's an interesting part of identity that we're all trying to struggle with but i you know that we didn't mean to like make a big deal of it it's just who we are and like you're saying yeah. we love martial arts and we wanted to tell the story that came from our perspective. Uh, you know, yeah, martial arts is a loaded term for Asian Americans trying to work it in media. And I think I understand that. But I think it's because it hasn't been centered and it hasn't been created by, you know, people uh, by us. You mm -hmm. know, it's been created by another, uh, you know, the majority or the kind of the dominant society of telling the stories and stereotyping and, and doing all those things. So hopefully, you know, people can uh, come with, to it with an open mind and not really say, oh, this is just another Kung Fu movie or another martial arts movie and just kind of come to it and see uh, yeah. you know, what it's all about. Um, but yeah, I mean, exactly that. You know, I think that's one of the hardest things as an artist to try to kind of keep going, uh, not only raising money, but also understanding what you're trying to set out to do, uh, because uh, especially in film, you yeah. get a lot of free advice from people who have no skin in the game. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's the truth. And, you know, they can be wrong and they, you know, no skin off their back. So, you follow their advice and it's on you. So that's the challenge as an artist to understand, you know, 
where it is that you want to do and what is it that you're chasing? What are you trying to, uh, you know, achieve? And then, uh, you know, take the good, listen to every advice, but like, just know that, uh, you don't have to take anything. That, that's amazing. You know, and, and, uh, you know, I love that aspect of it. Cause, um, you know, uh, you know, it, whether people are trying to make film or not, like, this film is just the brotherhood of these guys. And they really, really uh, get that. And it's, uh, in that respect, and there's, there's uh, so many like uh, good turns along the way. I don't want to ruin anything. People should definitely watch this movie. Uh, it's one of my, my favorite ones of the year um, because it, and but you can't help but those subjects will pop up. You know, uh, Asian American people of color. It's just going to pop up. Uh, but the movie is not about that at all. Um, and, and I thought this is an interesting aspect too. I, I can only imagine what it was like. Is, is it true, uh, uh, Ron? Uh, Yuan had to uh, gain about sixty plus pounds for the role. Yeah, and that's kind of the fun of it because you don't really see what they look like until you cast them all together, right? So it's yeah. like, like I said, we didn't really know until about six weeks out who our, our main cast was. Wow. And uh, Ron was is a very uh, husky guy, but he's a very muscular guy. You know, he, he's yeah. kind of that stocky build. Uh, he had gained a little bit of weight thinking, you know, that was enough. But Elaine, is who plays Danny, is just so slender. And yeah. I just wanted a little bit more of a contrast because Ron still had like these big guns and just yeah. like he, he just needed to kind of like really plump out. So I, I put him on the task to start, you know, uh, putting on the weight. And he just, uh, I guess he uh, took the took the hit for the team and just started eating a lot more. And, I you know, he makes it sound like it was hell or something. But it sure, it sounded fun to me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but he would grab the guys, like, uh, case in point, he would grab the guys, go to Din Tai Fung, plug, shout out, Din Tai Fung. Uh, he would get, you know, load up on soy sauce and just, you know, it was he just really wow. packed on the pound. So it's, it's not, he says he wouldn't do it again, but thankfully he did it for this movie. Uh, but, uh, yeah, exactly that. We wanted that contrast cause, uh, it, it's, you just don't, you don't know what that looks like until you see the cast. And then we wanted right. to, you know, how do you, how do you show old age in so many different ways? Yes. Uh, no, for Danny, he lost all his weight and then he, now he, he, he right. balloons. Right. So we wanted to just show different ways, uh, of expressing, you know, uh, getting older. Interesting. I, I even love the little tidbit you had, like, you know, he had like the knee brace, the bad leg and, uh, and actually I want to put this in here cause, uh, the whole movie is just full of a. Uh, uh, the story just pieces everything together so well, but the action sequences are so well thought out and done. Um, and I love the 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 old school students and new school students showdown in the pool. Uh, super super well done. Uh, you know, putting putting these kind of scenes together, shooting it. Uh, some you know some amazing talent. Some of these guys you know work with as, as well on other things as well, like the Challenger. Um, you know, what was it like? you know, putting the action together here, still trying, you know, obviously stay very strong and true with the storyline, but you know, that you got to put the spectacle in there as well. So what was uh, that blending like for you? Yeah. I mean, that's a, uh, you know, a testament to our action team. Ken Kigwa was, uh, you know, also yeah. featured in the film that you, if you see the movie, you'll see. Uh, but uh, yeah, all, he's our action director along with the stunt, uh, stunt coordinator, Sam Loke and Carrie, Carrie Wong. Uh, mm -hmm. that, you know, there's a huge testament to them just putting the, uh, the whole kind of like, collective together about how to design basically three fights you know these three one-on-ones between the tigers and really like you say the younger selves because in a way yeah. it's a bit of a pool a pool reflection how huh? get it yeah, it's a reflection yeah. of themselves yeah. in the sense that you know they're they're dealing you know with who they were once were and you know almost a freakish you know version of themselves in a young way and that's where the spectacle can come in you know we yeah. we don't avoid and shun spectacle we just want to make sure it's in the right place and these guys you know, bring in spades, you know, Philip Dang and Andy yeah. Lee and Brian Lee, you know, incredibly phenomenal, uh, talented artists and, you know, high flyers. And it was just fun to have that contrast that you have these guys that, you know, are, you know, 
uh, don't believe in gravity. Meanwhile, yeah. you know, you have these yeah. tigers where gravity is, you know, you know, grabbing them by their their waist uh, for yeah. sure and holding them yeah. down. So it, it creates that nice little contrast, and that was a lot of fun. We just had a lot of fun with that. Uh, that's amazing. And uh, and as far as you, you know, um, you know, being, uh, you know, your background and uh, your family was originally from Vietnam, like your first generation here. Uh, I'm sure yeah. that's like its own uh, crazy story too. Uh, just, you know, growing up like that, because uh, we've had some other guests on the show uh, that have experienced that kind of uh, uh, side of things. And But you've also gone back over to Vietnam, and, and you were, like, editor uh, in, in several films. Uh, and that's a whole other monster. You know, you got, okay, you got the script, you got to shoot it, and then editing. Uh, you know, what is going back to Vietnam, you know, uh, and working there, uh, what was that like? And also being on the editor side of things, and how does that help you trans things over to your current work with, like, Paper Tigers and future work? Yeah, I mean, going back to the kind of feels that that tug and pull between, you know, East and West or Asian American, like your identity and kind of your roots. And it's, it's all of it. Right. It's not one or the other. Uh, so it was kind of a chapter in my life to kind of be able to go back there and work. And, you know, still definitely a huge uh, part in my heart. And, you know, I would love to go back and uh, explore other films and stuff like that. Uh, but that time was going back to edit and be able to work in the film industry there yeah. with a lot of friends, uh, a lot of my friends who had had basically also uh, grew up here in America, had gone back, uh, whether oh, for, wow. you know, glass ceiling or opportunities, they just went to Vietnam and they're still there uh, working. Um, and as you look back to Bruce Lee, for example, you know, he had worked in LA for a while and he only really hit his stride right. when he went to Hong Kong industry and started making movies there. And you see a lot of that, uh, a lot of talent kind of moving uh, in that direction and, 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 you know, basically finding their own voice uh, out, out in Asia. So. It's a very wow. common thing that's happening, and it's not, and it's we're part of that uh, that that movement. Uh, but yeah, being out there is very interesting. Obviously, it's a very new industry, but it's very exciting. Mm -hmm. It's young, it's talented, uh, fresh, just really full of ideas and um, energetic. I think it's kind of the best word if you've ever okay, uh, you know, stood in you know Vietnamese traffic in the middle of like uh, you know Saigon or Hanoi, and just and it's pretty um, it's pretty frenetic, and life is pretty exciting. So uh, you can wow. imagine the films kind of reflect that for sure. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And again, yeah, this is, you know, uh, it's amazing when things are released the way they are, um, especially, you know, going through the pandemic, I'm sure that didn't help things out at all. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, getting this released and uh, it was so, again, so well done and don't take my word for it. I mean, you guys got some amazing awards. Uh, you are amazing traction going around with this rightly. So, and what I also find interesting too is the side of like uh, uh, like short film, just the power of short film. Going back to a bookie, finding your own voice as a filmmaker, I'm very interested in you know what was that process like? Because you had you know a little mentorship, uh, you know we just mentioned you went to uh, Vietnam, you had some uh, some friends and editing. What was that like for you as far as uh, finding your own voice? Well, it's an interesting process because you know I had worked in uh, like I said I did short films and stuff like that that were kind of like something that I wanted to tell and uh, as a mm. story. And then like working as an editor, you start to learn how to serve another person's vision and story. So you kind of, it's a great way to kind of learn both sides of the ball and just really yeah. understand what it means like to go, go for something from your head, but also how to communicate it to other people so that they can kind of follow you. So I, I was able to kind of appreciate uh, great directors that I worked with uh, uh, there uh, that could communicate what they had in their mind. And I'm trying, my job is to try to get them their vision on screen. You know, okay, it's not yeah. about me. I'm trying to get that. So same, same, you kind of like really learn to appreciate all that. Um, so that's kind of like one process of just communicating and teamwork. Cause I think that's what's unique about film 
Mm-hmm. Uh, is that it's very collaborative. And, and, you know, for me, if I find a better idea, uh, you know, from the team, you know, we're all for it. Like, we just go, like, why, who cares where yeah. it came from? Like, just put it on, if it makes the movie better, that's, that's, that's the best way to go. And, uh, you know, it's different from a, if you write a novel or a, a poem or a book, like, mm-hmm. that's a little more one-to-one from your brain. I hear you say, yeah. You know, film, you have, uh, you know, so many fingers and, and, and touches and everyone's just always just like, you know, uh, manipulate, you know, wardrobe, production design, sound design, everything. Everybody's got, you know, some some touches in on it, and I think that's that to me is what's fun and exciting because you just have, you can just make oh, yeah. it more than yourself. Um, but yeah, as far as tiny voice, uh, yeah, I think it's an interesting thing. I think it's also a process that you know you're always trying to find, and you know, hopefully, mm-hmm. I can get better and, and keep growing because it's a process well, that yeah. you can keep, uh, uh, you know, growing along. But I guess one of the things I kind of think about it's like kind of like uh i wonder who said it was i think it might have been chris rock or something but talking about stand-up mm-hmm. and uh you know where he could kind of tell uh younger comedians and and more seasoned comedians the difference between the routines was like younger comedians would kind of make fun of things or kind of point things out and kind of like make jokes at it whereas young more of seasoned veterans would kind of talk about how they felt or or insert them in that story and talk about like what the comedy and the humor came out of how they were reacting or how they were behaving, how stupid they were behaving. Like it's a lot more honest and brave. Like other people, you know, it's kind of like, it's easier to point at something else and talk and make fun of it versus like pointing at yourself and, and, and exposing yourself. And so that's the same way for an actor as well, or for a director or writer, you know, you, you are exposing yourself and you're kind of opening your up, yourself up. Hey, this is the way I see the world. Do you see it too? You know, and then yeah. You may not, people may not see it the way you do. And that's kind of the risk. And maybe that's the beautiful part of it, but that's, that's kind of the whole, uh, finding your voice, I think that's what uh, you know you're wow. you're asking about. Yeah, that that's, that's so interesting, phenomenal. And yeah, you're always going to grow, but yeah, that makes so much sense. Um, you know, and then obviously, you know, the putting getting the money together is this whole monster. But as far as shooting the film, what, what was like the biggest challenge for you, or or just like a a specific scene or something uh, come up in mind that's a that was the biggest challenge? Well, for an indie film, uh, you know, you're always fighting time. You never have enough time. You okay. You had a little bit more, you know, moments of, you know, of sunlight or you had a little more, you know, extra takes or something that could kind of get you a little bit further and get you the things that you need. So you're always kind of fighting that challenge with budget and time and trying to make sure it all gotcha. kind of works. Um, and uh, case in point, you know, we were on the rooftop, uh, kind of the oh, big, yeah. uh, one of the major set pieces of the film. And uh, we had one of the big thunderstorms in the last 15, 20 years kind of roll through in the middle of the night. Whoa. And... Uh, you know, when we're shooting a night scene, and so we're shooting about 6 p.m. when you know the sun comes down, uh, and about 6 6 a.m. when the sun comes up, we're trying to use every moment of you know uh, nighttime as we could. So uh, when the sun comes up, you're done, right? There's there's yeah. no overtime. You can't really like tend to anything. You're you're not on a set that can just go you yeah. know and you know for as long as you want. So you're done. Mother Nature, you know, says you're done. Uh, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when the rain comes, you know, you lose now. Uh, we lost about four or five hours uh, in that night wow. uh, to do the shooting. And so now your time is cut even shorter. And so kudos again to the whole team. Everybody just rallied together, just got, you know, huddled heads about how to kind of do things a little bit more efficiently and kind of get through and, and did. So, I mean, that was that was probably the toughest thing. But, you know, the proudest uh, moment just in the fact that our crew just kind of really um, yeah. hustled and put everything together. And, and uh, you know, highlighted the film, you know, the, the apex of it, super, super well done. And you, you never tell otherwise. You definitely did your job. Yeah, the whole team was just phenomenal. Yeah, the whole team was phenomenal through and through. 
uh, and like I said, you can always tell in films like when you know the team was coming together and or even the actors were, were, that chemistry is there. It, it, it's hard to force that, and and, and obviously your your uh, writing and directing was was uh, a phenomenal. It, you know, like I said, a very gripping story and it kind of pulls you back in. It, they, they, you know, what it is it, it's very uh, very human. They feel very human and relatable. Um, it, it's amazing. We see some, you know, this guy's basically a superhero, and but like I, I love seeing that. It's, it wasn't just a okay. I'm back on the sale again. Let's go. Was, and they fell off a couple of times. Let's put <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> put it that way. Um, and then another guy that was a, a real character here, Matt or Matthew Page, also known as Master Ken uh, from YouTube. What was it like working with uh, uh, Master Ken, as he's known in the, the YouTube world? Uh, I, well, he also insists to be called Master Ken on set. I mean, he's a very <laughs> okay. particular man. And uh, you can't look him in the eye. It was very, you know, you can't uh, even brush his mustache. You know, everything has to be done very <laughs> Okay. No, uh, Matthew Page is a huge, huge talent. Super humble, super great to work with. Uh, like you say, he's on a he has a show called Into the Dojo. We've been, you know, yeah. years uh, fans of many, many years. Even while we we're trying to make this movie, we we're always kind of eyeballing him. And we we're always like, man, okay. we somehow make it work that he could come on board and play this part because we couldn't imagine anyone else. And it's uh, yeah. So once we got, we're able to kind of uh, we had called him maybe a year before through a mutual friend. We had a conversation. It was very friendly, but you know we couldn't really do anything because we didn't have the money. So uh, once we were financed, oh, okay. then we had a schedule, and then we're like, "Hey, we'd love to have you on board." And you know, he, he came on, and it was great. Yeah, hugely talented. People don't know this, but he does have like a Kenpo, uh, American Kenpo background, a very solid American Kenpo background. So yeah. he was able to kind of do a lot of the martial arts choreography and, and catch on really quickly, or at least you know, practice and get to that point uh, for kung fu, which has kind of particular stylings, um, mm -hmm. you know, for 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 the choreography. So. Yeah, and he's so fun and he's so quick on his feet. And the first scene that we ended up, we shot with them together was, or the, you know, the guys together was at the funeral. And then basically it's where oh, yeah. uh, Ron Yuan, who plays Hang, and, and Matt Page, who plays Carter, kind of go at it for the first time. And uh, that was, a lot of that was improv. You know, most of the stuff was improv. Oh. And they were just going at it back and forth. <laughs> and it was super funny where uh, there's so many alt takes. Like if you see on the iTunes or the Blu-ray, uh, there's all these deleted scenes and, yeah. and you can check them. Uh, but yeah, they were they were just uh, it was just so fun to watch and just in a way where basically we like I think what you're saying that that camaraderie, but it's almost like he's that fourth brother that never got in included, yeah. you know, yeah. and he's not quite an enemy, but he's a frenemy, but it has that really funny, you know, uh, edge to it where it's like they, they're familiar, but they just don't like each other yeah. in a way. So, yeah. so it always has that kind of fun, fun uh, back and forth to it. Yeah, it, it, it added uh, a whole not nice extra layer to the the film. It enriched it uh, in, in many ways. Uh, and another, uh, it was more of a cameo, uh, and I thought it was amazing. He's actually a producer on here as well, uh, Yuji Akimoto. Uh, again, another legend's own right. People know know him from uh, Karate Kid 2 as Chosen. He was a producer on this as well. How did you get uh, connected or befriend him uh, leading up to this? Yeah, he actually uh, lives here as well with his family in Seattle. So there's quite a lot oh, okay. of hidden talent here in Seattle. Uh, yep. But he has a he's a restaurateur. He has a Hawaiian kitchen called Kona Kitchen, uh, a Hawaiian restaurant uh, called Kona Kitchen, and um, and it's super fun that, that we were able to work on you know different short films throughout the, the years previous, and we got to know each other. We started vibing with each other. We kind of like thought about the stories in the same way, and uh, yeah, it just felt like the first kind of like natural step for us. Uh, to get into that first uh, feature, you know, it was my first feature as a director, and then yeah. him, uh, and also all of our teams really first uh, time as a feature. Uh, so we wanted to give ourselves that shot that nobody else was giving, you know. 
Uh, and so, yeah, it was a great collaboration. Uh, Yuji kind of knows all the ins and outs of kind of like the Hollywood uh, system and BS and how to cut through all that stuff. <laughs> okay. It was great. It was just like, it, it just kind of let him like do the negotiations and, and, and do all those things. And it was good. Um, but yeah, he, he just also like, um, you know, set us on the, uh, on a, on a, on the path of just how to figure out how to, you know, treat everybody right on set. Cause he's been on the other side of just like, you know, okay. uh, not being treated so well on crew or, you know, for crew and for cast and stuff like, so we wanted to make sure that, you know, our, our, our cast and crew were treated like family and respected yeah. and, and we're asking them to do a lot of hard work, you know, uh, for very, you know, very little time and very little glamor and, and glory, but, uh, you know, it was for the, you know, the movie. So everyone really believed in and locked in on that. Uh, I think because we wow. were able to kind of treat them with respect. And, and that's the other thing I loved about this, uh, just the story of, of the making of the film, uh, the, the film's amazing by itself, but the making of it was, it's like, okay, I'm not going to sit around and wait for them to write, uh, to write this thing so I can direct it or I love that you guys uh, uh you yourself and then started pulling all these uh different talents together and, and like-minded uh individuals on it to to make this I mean that's an amazing takeaway by itself just instead of sit around create it create it right off the bat um you know as far as like uh future projects do you have uh other other things in, in mind already in the works uh for future work yeah, I mean, hopefully it doesn't take another ten years. Yeah, right? but yeah, yeah, I've got I've got some ideas. Yeah. You know, hopefully this movie can you know can continue to do well, and you know, it's really all word of mouth. We're not a big Hollywood studio movie, and we don't have that big you know TV trailer and, and marketing budget. So it's really about people like folks like yourself uh, talking to us, uh, uh, people talking about the film, sharing it, social media, and all that stuff, and just being able to share and spread the word. That's what we kind of really need for this movie to kind of do really well. And so if it does well, then we have a little bit more of a, a leg to stand on, you know, as we pitch and, and, and try to find, yeah. uh, you know, a way to make the next film as well. So it, it's just that that's just kind of the way things are constantly always working, always coming up with ideas. But, yeah, that's just uh, it's just a question of how much uh, yeah. how much leverage we can get. <laughs> exactly. I know I, this is uh, pretty good I, in, my, in my mind. I'm, I'm not a Hollywood guy, but. Uh, again, this is one, one, seriously one of the best martial art uh, films, but martial art films as well. I've seen in a long, long time, and uh, it's got enough flavor of like that old school, like you know, if you love kung fu or just martial art movies in general. But uh, I don't know. Again, the, the story, the story is, uh, and the fact these guys are past their prime is very refreshing to see. Um, you know, especially being being a martial artist, uh, maybe not in this prime anymore too. I <laughs> I can personally relate to it. Speaking of which, I would love to ask you while I have you here is. Um, you know, your martial art background, uh, you know, how did you get into martial arts? What was your martial art? Because this really, you know, sort of set this up for what this film would become one day. Uh, can you go into your training? Yeah, I mean, I, I started out doing Taekwondo, uh, basically as a couch potato. I didn't, I was like, uh, wasn't doing too much. So I didn't really want to do martial arts, uh, but, uh, you know, I fell in love with just the whole idea of, you know, all of it. So, and then I started trying other styles. And stuff like that here in seattle you know uh bruce lee uh kind of like uh spent his first years here you know he went oh, to school yes, right, here. Yeah. He, uh, he op uh, opened his kung fu school and here and taught, uh, met his wife here so a lot of the te uh, people that he taught still continue to teach to this day so we were kind of uh under that shadow and umbrella of that family tree uh with bruce lee's kind of version wow. of, of of his his interpretation of kung fu and all that uh, and then, yeah, just right now, I don't really like to hit anything. So I just like to do yeah. like more, more slow, like Tai Chi stuff. So it uh, keeps my body uh, limber and, and, and not stiffen okay. up and awesome. just kind of keeps it going. So 
it's a, it's been great for me just kind of you know with movie making it can be very stressful so you kind of need yeah uh, something that can uh you know give you that outlet and and so yeah and i have to ask too like you know okay going from like writing this you know putting you know pen to paper so to speak through all the, the hurdles you had to do to making it and finally release what does that feel like the finally you're going to all these premieres these uh, festivals you're winning awards Man, what does that sense of accomplishment feel like? And just, um, I know you may be in the middle of, you know, making the whole thing and your busy body, you know, obviously making the film. But now, you know, being able to see uh, the fruits of your labor, so to speak, what, is, what does that even feel like? It's, uh, it's surreal. I mean, and fantastic. I mean, we're trying to enjoy the ride and, and like, uh, you know, I'm, I've been around long enough to, to kind of know, like, you know, this kind of reception is very, very, very uh, special. And we yeah. definitely want to appreciate the moment and, 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 and take it all in and uh, just really enjoy the ride. And that's why we wanted to go out to meet as many people as we do the screenings, you know, in person, just make these appearances and, yeah. and, and be able to meet folk uh, all across the country. So it's been incredible. Like since we released a couple of weeks ago, we've been just like on the go of just going to, you know, all these theater screenings and, and meeting as many people as we can. Because pre last year, you know, because of the pandemic, we, we had a yeah. virtual film festival run. We never were able to see it with a crowd. So. Uh, this, right. you know, just like the past couple of weeks was really the first time we were able to see it with people. And, and that's what we make the movies for. And just that special and, and try to enjoy that. Um, so it's it's um, it's uh, really, really appreciating and just uh, being thankful for all the hard work that, you know, our team has put in it. And just their hard work is being appreciated and being seen, uh, you know, cinematography for Sean Mayor, Wing Lee's production oh, yeah. design, uh, action design, you know, everybody's hard work uh, has kind of come in to kind of make it really uh, a special, special thing. Yeah, yeah, beautifully shot. I mean, through and through, this movie is amazing. Uh, I want to put this up for everybody. Uh, if you guys haven't seen this, you should definitely not walk, go run and check this out. It's on all uh, video streaming services. Uh, definitely check out their social media. Uh, they got a lot of, uh, you know, in the Blu-ray and everything, it's got a lot of amazing behind the scenes. Also, if you want to follow about, uh, go to his social media here. Uh, again, there's more uh, amazing things coming. Looking, uh, really looking forward to uh, future work. I know it's always hard. You just you spent ten years on this, and it's like, what's the next thing? It's like, can we just appreciate this one first? Um, but you know, you did so well. Yeah, really looking forward to your future work. Um, it's I'm nice to be it. asked. You know, that's the way yeah. we take it. It's like it's, yeah. it's better that people are asking versus like people awkwardly walking out of the theater and just avoiding <laughs> eye contact. Oh, no. so well, that's the amazing thing. Like, um, uh, you know, the way social media is now, in, in you know, there, there is so much content out there, you know, whether it's mm -hmm. TV shows, movies, things like that. And the fact that this is uh, uh, getting traction is amazing. I, anything I can do and any, any of my, my friends and, and connections I have uh, will keep putting eyes on this as much as possible. It's su again, super, super well done. Thanks, man. Thanks for the support and thanks for shouting us out. And we'll be on Blu-ray June 22nd. June 22nd. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time to do uh, doing the show. I really, really enjoyed the movie and I'm really looking forward to your future work. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you all enjoyed the show. For more great interviews and content, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Legends and Master Show. Also, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Be sure to go to our website, www.legendsandmastershow.com and join our email list for all upcoming shows, events, and articles. See you on the next one.